What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Thursday, October 7th. I'm Gideon Resnick. And I'm Travel Anderson, and this is What a Day, where we're kind of bummed they identified who the Zodiac Killer is because we were going to make finding him our first post-COVID road trip. Yeah, we have actually been working on this for years as natural codebreakers. This seemed like a great opportunity for us. Yeah. What do we do now? On today's show, a federal judge blocked enforcement of Texas's restrictive six-week abortion ban. Plus, we recap the latest offers and counteroffers in Congress on raising the debt ceiling. But first, more than half a million people will reportedly get support with their student loan debt. The Biden administration announced yesterday it will overhaul the student loan forgiveness program for public service employees. This, unfortunately, doesn't apply to me, but I'll share the news anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's enough time to get a job uh, that would get this overall, I guess. Uh, so this is welcome news for many, surely, as student loan debt has long been a major onus for college grads. <clears throat> Very much so. Student loan debt is something that affects at least one out of every eight people, with almost 43 million Americans having federal student loans. That's almost $1.6 trillion, according to the most recent data from the Department of Education. Now, these changes are specifically related to the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program. Congress created it back in 2007 to attract people to often low-paying government jobs and those in the nonprofit sector. The incentive, which was deemed generous at the time, was that after 10 years of work for a qualified public service company, those who had made their student loan payments on time would have their remaining balance cleared. Unfortunately, though, very few people were able to take advantage of the program because the program's rules were, for many, complex and hard to follow. Here's Leslie Stahl on last Sunday's 60 Minutes, talking to five military lawyers. So, you know, people who should be very savvy enough to follow these rules. How many of you, in your own mind, think that you have paid up the 120 months and that you deserve to be forgiven? All of you. But all of them were told they're mistaken. They were off by years. Were any of you derelict in making your payments? Never. No. Never. No. Never. Okay, wow. Uh, exactly how widespread was this confusion about how to actually get these loans forgiven? Well, more than 98% of those who applied for loan forgiveness through the program were rejected, mainly because borrowers thought they qualified but were in fact ineligible. Mm. Advocates have also called out the program's poor maintenance and administration. In a statement announcing the changes to the program, Education Secretary Miguel Cardona said, quote, the system has not delivered on that promise to date, but that is about to change 
change for many borrowers who have served their communities and their country. Yeah, so to that point, what are these new changes and who is actually going to qualify here? So I'll start with your second question first about who this actually affects. And that includes full-time federal, state, and municipal workers, teachers, nurses, folks in the military, charity workers, and countless other frontline workers who've been risking their lives throughout Miss Funky Covadina. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. Now, the most consequential change to the program centers on what's been called the wrong loan problem. When the program was created, it was limited to folks with specific student loans made directly by the government only. Okay? Stay with me here. It gets a little complicated. Mm -hmm. This is where people get tripped up. Prior to 2010, many people who took out government-backed bank loans might have gotten one called the Federal Family Education Loan. Okay. It sounds like that one would qualify for forgiveness, right? Yeah, it does. Well, that's what other people thought. That's what they were told by loan servicers. But those loans did not. So it Uh really sucks if you took out one of those loans and had been paying it on time for years. Now, with this overhaul... Those people could qualify for forgiveness and have certain past payments count toward the magic 120 needed to take advantage of the program. If you think you fall in that number, there are a series of steps you have to take by October 31st of 2022. We'll link to an explainer from the New York Times in our show notes. They even make the remedy complicated, too. Okay, so uh, the Education Department is saying this change alone may impact 550,000 people, but it seems like they could have just maybe made this change earlier? That's what a lot of advocates are saying for sure, but the education department has resisted such a change because it believed it did not have the legal authority to do so. It's doing it now, however, under a 2003 law known as the HEROES Act, which allows them to bend the usual student loan rules in times of national emergency, like that little thing called a global pandemic. (laughs) And there are two other major adjustments to the program, Gideon. First, for people who are or were on repayment plans or were only able to make partial payments, they'll get retroactive credit. And secondly, for folks who made late payments, those two could be credited retroactively. Also, 22,000 folks will automatically have their debts wiped clean because of these changes. Okay, I like the sound of that. And so more broadly for people saddled with all kinds of student loan debts, interest and payments have been frozen throughout much of the pandemic, but they are set to resume at the start of next year. So is there any movement at all on getting all student loan debt just canceled. Inquiring minds definitely would like to know because I literally got my Navient notification yesterday. (laughs) The worst possible notification. Very, very, very that. As we know, this is all a political game and some Democratic lawmakers have been pressuring President Biden to cancel up to $50,000 in student debt per borrower. He obviously hasn't done so, not yet, because he doesn't believe he has the legal authority to enact wide-scale student loan cancellation. He asserts that it's Congress's role but that he would sign any such legislation if it ever hit his desk. But it would be popular, that move. A recent survey found that about 80% of Americans support some kind of student loan forgiveness. To the other 20% of you, who hurt you? (laughs) Either way, I'm going to need whomever wants to forgive student loan debt to get it together very soon. Yeah, seriously. Turning to another story, yet another significant strike has begun in recent days in the U.S., this time among workers at Kellogg's plants across the country. Everybody in this plant makes incredible sacrifices that most people wouldn't understand. Uh, They work eight days a week, at least. And that's months on end without a scheduled day off. I mean, some people in the plant don't have a scheduled day off for the entire year. We're not willing to accept that anymore. 
That was Byron Letch, a worker at a plant in Battle Creek, Michigan, talking to WOOD TV8 on Tuesday. So Gideon, tell us about some of the basics of the strike and how it got started. Yeah, so as of Tuesday, about 1,400 workers across the country went on strike, halting work at all of the company's domestic cereal plants, the home of things like Frosted Flakes. Uh, The strike includes workers at plants in Battle Creek, as mentioned, and also Omaha, Memphis, and Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So as for the why here, you know, it once again comes back to treatment of workers, broadly speaking, them wanting more reasonable hours, better pay. Here's an unidentified striking worker in Omaha talking with KMTV3 News Now. Me and my brothers and sisters with the union have uh, all been here since the pandemic started. We've been working the 12-hour shifts. We didn't take days off for it. I mean, we gave them everything we had, and now they want to take it away from us. Daniel Osborne, the president of the local union in Omaha, told the Associated Press that the company and the union have been at an impasse on a new contract for over a year. He said of specific concern are holiday pay, reduced vacation time, health care plans, and allegedly the threat of some jobs being outsourced to Mexico. Many workers also talked to Vice in a report that we can link to about management's proposal to cut cost of living pay increases while also being wildly short-staffed during the pandemic with some days stretching to 16 hours and no days off for months at a time. And this is far from the first strike in this industry this year alone. Yeah, there's been so many. And I think, you know, broadly the pandemic and the exacerbating wealth inequality that it has wrought has kind of turbocharged these labor actions across the country. And that has really been noticeable in the food industry, a sector with, as we know, hard, long hours, often harsher conditions than many others, Earlier this year, to your point, Travell, uh, as we mentioned before, hundreds of employees at a Frito-Lay plant in Topeka, Kansas, went on strike. That ended in the ratification of a new two-year contract. And last month, an even longer strike across multiple states by Nabisco employees came to an end with a new contract that included updated guarantees. But also, this is far from exclusive to just one industry. As we've talked about a lot recently, IATSE, the union representing many thousands of TV and film crews, overwhelmingly voted to authorize a strike earlier this week. So it's not just me imagining that we're hearing more and more about strikes recently, right? No, it's not. And I had the same uh, thought these last couple of days. By the way, IATSE and AMPTP, the trade association that represents producers without the fun way to say its uh, acronym, <laughs> were back at the bargaining table the last couple of days. So they were effectively brought back together after IATSE workers voted for the strike authorization. And there are just tons of other industries where strikes are ongoing or under some sort of consideration at the moment, including among healthcare workers, transit workers, workers at universities, and more. There's a recent Guardian story that lays out some of this that we can link to. And Jonah Furman, a writer for Labor Notes, recently tweeted that we are in a quote-unquote strike wave, which is a phrase I like. Uh, He has an excellent newsletter that shows the massive scope of what we're seeing right now that I recommend people check out too. We can link to that as well. So more on the Kellogg strike, labor movements, and working conditions soon. But that is the latest for now. We're going to be back after some ads.
Well, today is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, Okay. This spring, Fast Growing Trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Late last night, a federal judge ordered Texas to suspend its abortion law, which bans abortions after six weeks of gestation. It is the strictest anti-abortion law in the country and has been in place since last month. And this comes as a result of a lawsuit brought by the Biden administration, which charged that the law was in direct violation of a person's constitutional right to an abortion. The law has already had its intended effect with Planned Parenthood saying the number of patients at its clinics had dropped 80% in the two weeks after the law was implemented. Texas officials are likely to seek a reversal of this decision, and it remains unclear whether services could immediately resume due to fears about the lack of a more permanent legal solve. This is a developing story that we're going to check back in on soon. 
Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is letting his obstruction skills slip because he offered to help suspend the country's debt ceiling yesterday, but only into December. Mm. McConnell's stopgap proposal would avert the U.S. from defaulting on its debt right away, which could in turn lead to an economic crisis. And the offer marks a shift after McConnell said Republicans would block any vote to raise the debt ceiling before an October 18th deadline. It was one of the proposals he made in a statement. Another was to offer that the GOP would be cool if the Democrats wanted to raise the debt limit through the reconciliation process. But Dems said they didn't want to set that precedent and that reconciliation takes too long and is too risky. Following a closed-door caucus meeting yesterday afternoon, several Democratic senators signaled they would accept McConnell's short-term offer so that the country could pay its bills. So that we can do this all again soon. Uh, The World Health Organization endorsed the first vaccine that helps prevent malaria yesterday. Malaria is considered one of the oldest known and deadliest infectious diseases. It kills more than 400,000 people every year, more than half of whom are children younger than five. And nearly all of the deaths happen in sub-Saharan Africa. The vaccine, called Mosquirix, is not just the first for malaria, but it is the first shot developed for any parasitic disease. This is what Dr. Pedro Alonso, the director of the WHO's Global Malaria Program, had to say about the announcement. It's a scientific breakthrough. It's a public health historical event that for the first time, a malaria vaccine can be safely and efficaciously deployed to save lives of African children. The vaccine had been in the works for many years, and the WHO endorsed it now after looking at the results of a 2019 vaccine trial program. That trial showed about a 30% drop in severe malaria cases among fully vaccinated children. The WHO endorsement marks the first step in a process that should lead to wide distribution of the shots in poorer countries. In a win for those of us who sometimes treat books as aspirational home decor, the New York Public (laughs) Library announced it has gotten rid of late fees and waived all outstanding fines for overdue material. This new policy took effect last Tuesday. It means NYC librarians are losing out on their second favorite thing made out of paper, cold, hard cash. (laughs) The old fee system collected $3.2 million in fines in 2019. But library president Tony Marks said in a statement that fines are, quote, an antiquated ineffective way to encourage patrons to return their books Mm. and that quote fines are quite effective at preventing our most vulnerable communities from using our branches services and books true new york's is the biggest library system in the country to scrap late fees other major cities that also give overdue amnesty include chicago san diego and cincinnati yeah uh cincinnati had not done it uh when i was there I got into quite a pickle as a youngster getting tons of DVDs out uh, to the point where the fines racked up and I had a collections agency letter (laughs) sent to my house. So there you go. Uh, Here's another reason besides student loan debt to never take vacations. When Idaho's Republican Governor Brad Little left the state this Tuesday, his even more Republican Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeehan waited just a few hours before using her temporary executive authority to extend the state's ban on vaccine mandates. Idaho's constitution puts the lieutenant governor in charge if the governor is out of state. And this allowed McGeehan, who is running for governor herself, uh, to sign an executive order that put her pro-aerosol anti-antibody credentials on display for the Trump wing of the GOP. From Texas, where he was meeting with Republicans to discuss concerns about immigration, Governor Little said that he would rescind and reverse McGeehan's actions. He followed through on this yesterday afternoon. He also criticized McGeehan's attempts to mobilize the National Guard while he was out of state. 
she had inquired about sending them to the border. Uh, McGeehan was essentially doing Home Alone Lost in the Governor's Office, and instead of ordering <laughs> pizzas, she was ordering displays of military force. And the wild part is, this isn't even the first time McGeehan has caught executive order fever. She did the same thing when Little left the state for a Republican governor's conference in May, issuing an order that banned mask mandates. So she has a history of this, and he keeps leaving the state. Something's <laughs> off to me. It's like he wants it to happen. Yeah, like, what's going on? When he's there, can't he write a thing that's like, hey, you can't do this? Wouldn't that be the solve? Questions that need answers, okay? Yeah, I'm distressed. Um, and those are the headlines. <laughs> One more thing before we go. I am out starting tomorrow for a little vacation, so you are going to be able to get all of your news from our amazing other hosts and relieve yourself from me being annoying. I will be back in a few weeks. Uh, that is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, play around with the governor's stationery when he's gone, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just no-strings-attached books like me, <laughs> What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Travel Anderson. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and we, we won't, won't miss, miss you, you when, when you're, you're gone, gone student loan debt. debt. No. Sayonara, honey. Don't come back. Exactly. There's the door. I'm pointing right now. You can't see it, but you know. <laughs> What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Sonia Tun and Jazzy Marine are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. I'm Jessica Reeves, and I've been analyzing and reporting on extremism for the last 10 years, and I have the gray hair to prove it. Subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, for an always eye-opening look inside the daily work of exposing, fighting, and disrupting all facets of extremism. My co-host, Oren Siegel, and I explore this ever-changing landscape and bring you stories of people and places impacted by extremism, those who fight to protect our communities, and those who offer new perspectives. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts.